This is for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture PlayStation podcast. Over 40 years of playing PlayStation and five plus years in that game's mini combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify, 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you want to join in that PlayStation conversation, head on over to our Facebook, Discord, Twitter, Instagram, all the links in the description below. If you want to join that PlayStation conversation, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist on a Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m., except for when I have to do things like possibly next Sunday. And we're going to have to talk about that. That's right. We, this is attempt number five of the intro because things just keep getting crazy. But you can join us as we watch rec- watch us record this show live. Uh, used to be behind our Patreon wall. That's patreon.com slash thepopcultures, which you can support us if you're ever so inclined. Bunch of goals there. But we thought, nah, nothing goes behind that paywall anymore. So that's right. You can go play. You can go support us with some dollar dues, but... No rewards. It's all up to you. If you want to support us in a more one-soft fashion, head over to popculturals.com slash shop. We can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Uh, if you are listening to us on your podcast services, be sure to give us some five-star reviews, some, uh, you know, what are those uh, other things? The five stars is the reviews. There's something else. I think it's called like sharing it and shit. If you do that, it'd be much appreciated because the competition this week <laughs> got noticeably higher, Max. Within this one week, a new PlayStation podcast came in the mix here in Australia. And like, we didn't even have a, th- like, we weren't even on like the, you know, the podium at the Olympics, the three, yeah, we, yeah. Went, we were just touching it. And then they came in and they were like, <clears throat> fuck off. And they like, we got dethroned instantly. So our good friends, uh, Dash and Paul did also join the PlayStation, converse- the PlayStation conversation uh, this week with Operation PlayStation. Congratulations to them. Um, if you want more PlayStation in your week and you, you know, you enjoy this one, you're like, I need some more, go check them out. Go give them a download. Yeah, watch <sighs> some people who can nail their intro on their first chart. <laughs> Probably. They've done a lot less than us, which is makes it even more embarrassing for me. But uh, yeah, there you go. There we go. How you been, dude? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah? Not too bad. Checking your watch already? Holy fuck. Yeah, someone's calling me. All right, it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not starting again. We are not starting again. I tell him, mum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not too bad. I got, like I said to saying in the chat earlier, my child decided to sleep for 10 hours straight last night, which was amazing. Yeah. So naturally I did not sleep. (laughs) So I've had, uh, I've had a very weird sleep the last couple of days. So like, I've been trying to go to bed early. I'm trying, I've been trying to be better. So I've been going to bed at like 10 ish compared to the normal, like midnighty Mm. that I normally go to bed. Um, But my body clock is obviously just stuffed because then i i wake up at four because i'm used to, i normally get up at six so i have a six hours sleep is my normal normal number so now i'm getting up at four just been like what the f-? and then i end up like having a pee and then i lie down and i never quite really get back to sleep and yeah three days now it's killing me probably why i had a nap oh you gotta take away you can get it yeah which is fine like you know normally i'm, I'm used to having like tight sleep and then going to work so let's get like a little bit extra sleep which is not too bad but um, you know, it's it's it's. Look, I had a nap before this. I'm really gro- I'm really groggy. I really shouldn't. I look. I I had a I had a nap. It was about an hour. I woke up. 
went, I'm hungry. I ate Pringles. I played GTA for about 10 minutes. I bought an arcade. And then I'm in here. <laughs> sounds been like, a, sounds been a like a solid day. It's been a chaos of morning. Chaos of morning. Yeah. yeah. What have you been playing? Uh, I dove back into Bloodborne. Got two trophies left to hit the platinum. So I'm going to try and Holy slog- shit, what are these last two? I'm going to try and slog that out over the next week. I need to collect all weapons. So that'll be pretty easy. Uh, and well, last- do you, does, it, does it give you a counter of how many you <clears> have? Or do you have to like... I'll just tick them off. Oh, okay. I yeah, think. smart. Smart call. And the last one is defeat named boss in rando dungeon. Because oh, okay. Bloodborne's got uh, the randomly generated dungeons. Yep. So I have to do one to get to the next one. So I got about I got about six or seven dungeons to do to get to the boss that I need. So that'll take me. That'll that'll be a bit. Well, having it be random is gonna be a bit of a killer. Be a bit of a slog. Yeah. <clears throat> but then it it could be the first one you do. Yeah. Oh, it'll de- it'll definitely be the last one because I've got to I've got to progress through them to get the the upgraded chalices to make the new dungeons. Oh, so I have okay. to do them in order. They're just randomly generated, so like they could be really hard. Oh. They could be super easy. Just depends. Not too bad. Do you reckon, so do you reckon you'll have it by next week? Yeah, hopefully. Right. Hopefully. Uh, apart from that, played a little bit more Escape from Tarkov, a little bit more GTFO, a lot more League of Legends. You know. A lot of phone games because now that I got a kid, <laughs> yeah, play on my phone all the time. Because oh, yeah, because yeah, that's how my list works. G- like, Given Blizzard my Hearthstone money. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like now that you got a, you know, it's like now you got a kid. I'm like yeah, I played Duck Game again like five times this week. Played some Paw Patrol again this week. I played Patapon this morning because he was like, "Daddy, play Patapon." Like I don't want to play Patapon. You're like, can I play something else? <laughs> can, I, can I do anything else? <laughs> No Patapon. So we played Patapon. We played like one level. And he's like, cool. And then pissed off. <laughs> well, I played a couple more levels. So I'm at like I'm at a couple more uh, a couple more levels higher than I was before. Uh, last week when we did our review, I've unlocked some more some more Patapon. I've got these big burly like fucking dudes now. So I've got a uh, like a sword and shield collective. I've got like a, a spear collective. I've got a, a horsey collective. I've got an arrow collective, and I got the big like fuck off big heavy dudes, some big tanks. Oh, yeah. uh, Dash goes. You bought an arcade? Yes, I did. I bought an arcade in GTA Five, as I mentioned, because I want to start doing a casino heist. Now I've done them with you a handful of times, and there's some good dollary dudes in there. It's, yeah. Yeah. For pretty little work, like it doesn't take too long. No, and seeing <clears throat> seeing as they're giving, they gave away a million dollars this week in the game just by playing it. So I was like, sweet, all right. And I'll they're doing it that. again this week. So yeah, if you, if you log in again it, within the next week, you'll get another free million. Yeah, and I'll just use that to deck out my arcade. Gets because you know, depending on what the costs are to sort of get ready for the heist, that'll help with that. It could pretend because as you said, the arcades make money in the game as well. I don't know how much money, but I guess that, yeah, if you add some, it's a little, at least it's some income. Um, so I'll probably do that. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty keen to do it. Can I still do the setups by myself? You can. They just, <clears throat> all setups can be done solo, but the ones that are like, collect two cars, it's just going to take twice as long. Because you've got to go get one car, take it back to your arcade, go back, get the other car, bring it back to your arcade. Well, at least. Like, it is, it is doable. It just takes a little bit longer. Well, at least the one that I brought <clears throat> was near, yeah. like, town. Like, unlike yours was in the middle of F knows where. Um, so I've now got, I've got the one that's a bit closer, which I think you end up buying anyway. Yeah, I end up trading mine um, in. And it's right near the casino, so that works out handy. Which is cool. Uh, so we probably spent some time with that. Spent a little bit more time in Doom. Just a little bit further. 
It's a challenge that you seem to have been avoiding. Oh, yeah. I uh, Yeah. No, it's not happening. That's fine. I did download Wolfenstein Youngblood, though. Why? Just to see why it's so bad. It is bummed. It's also free at the moment. Yeah, it's so. on Games Pass, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's been pretty patched since I played it at launch anyway. Well, I think I played pre-launch, actually. Either way, it was bumhole. <laughs> um, and, I, and I went back to Horizon Zero Dawn this week. Something I said I did uh, like four weeks ago. I finally did it. I finally sat down. I, I booted up on stream, started from scratch. Um, that game is so gorgeous. I just forgot how good looking it is. It plays well. It's just I'm keen to just sit and just chip away at it again. Because like up until I guess next week, there's nothing for us to play. Like Dreams is coming next week. We'll probably jump on. I know it might come our way launch day, perhaps maybe a day or so before. Because I know if you if you had it, if you bought it in early access, you get a couple of days, days early, three days early. So I'm gonna say we're probably gonna get it <clears> that day, presumably. Um, but until then, I'm like, I'm just gonna fucking chill. Yeah, I'm the same. Nothing's really tickling my fancy at the moment. I'll, I'll keep working away at that Bloodborne plat. Mm. Be a nice one to have. Some bragging rights. Yeah, when we stream again this week, you, you free Thursday. Funny get the tools up. Yeah, I should. I should be. I've been trying to work on my sleeping pattern all last week. I've been. I went to bed at like six o'clock at night. <laughs> but um, yeah, I should be. Should be right this Thursday. Yeah, I'm keen, keen to pull. Keen to push for that trophy. But anyways, let's get into the section we call "Inform the Players." We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. Since we were talking about dreams, let's kick it off with some dreams. Yeah, marketing. man, good. let's get in there. So some people on the internet will try and tell you that Sony is sending out media molecules dreams to die without even a hint of any marketing. That's not entirely the case, however, as the hardware manufacturer has released yet another trailer, which highlights the sort of incredible creations users have been able to come up with during its early access phase. The 30-second th- the th- the, yeah. the clip focuses on dream sculpture Man-Chicken-Turtle, who <laughs> has brought together a series of seven cutesy levels which makes up an entire campaign. The trailer even invites future users to create remixes of its stages, promoting the collaborative aspect of the title. It's incredibly cool to see Sony making official trailers out of the creations users have made in Dreams. It is, after all, the experience's biggest selling point. Don't forget that if you own the early access version of the game, you will be able to play it early on the 11th of Feb, three days before its release date. What's your stance on, on Dreams? It's something we've spoken about <clears> it since <throat> you've jumped on the show. So, in, in theory, Dreams is really cool. I don't think I have the creativity to make stuff, but I would love to play stuff that other people have made because people have made some, will be able to make some crazy stuff. Yeah. I'm in the same boat, dude. Like I, I am not that artist, that level, that kind of artistically minded, mm. <coughs> excuse me. So I don't think I'd be able to deliver some, some of the awesome stuff. Now I've dicked about in dreams like packs and stuff and i really i really enjoyed the potential of what it is i was very disheartened by all the um copyright infringement that we've been that we've been seeing yeah i mean <laughs> that's to be expected though. saying that though with the likes of the impies recently which was the uh award ceremony uh for all the content all the creators within dreams to sort of bring the the best to the top uh that has me excited because obviously they're not going to re- award you know, yeah. trademark infringy stuff in this award ceremony. So as we approach the release date, I'm going to take a look at that list and then probably give them all a go. Because there is the campaign within in Dreams as well. So we have to 
Give yeah, it I a, saw that was only about three to four hours, though. That's fine. Easy pull. Pretty short. Yeah, and then you'll be able to go and then start sampling the cool things around. Um, I would like to make this set in Dreams. That'd be fun. And then maybe do an entire show in Dreams. How do you know this isn't a dream right now? You could still be asleep on the couch. I probably am on the couch <laughs> right now. It wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, no, like I'm kidding. Dreams to me is almost like a uh, car crash. Okay. As in like, ooh, I can't look away at this. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know if anyone's alive in there. Well, apparently it's pretty robust. So yeah. it should be good. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to come down to... It just to depends on how easy, like, the ease of use of it. Like, how easy it is to use the tools that are implemented <clears throat> so and from, whatnot. Yeah, from the demonstration I saw at PAX, PAX Australia... Was it last year or the year before? No, it was the year before. Holy shit, two years ago. Um, it did seem relatively straightforward. However, the gentleman that was running it had also was also a dev at... Yeah. Uh, uh, at a media molecule so for him it's like it's just like this uh, <laughs> and i guess for me it'd be like uh, 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 uh. but uh i think there is some great potential with dreams and i can't wait to check it out personally yeah i'm pretty keen to check it out actually it's mm. I, I i must admit it, it sat in my cart for the longest time going so i want to buy into you know early access mm-hmm. then my whole I, I hate buying into early access things so it kind of just sat in there, and then, yeah, it the big, and then it disappeared out of my cart when they took it off the store. The big difference is this early access isn't the regular early access. Yeah, I understand. Like this was coming, <clears throat> unlike you know other games were. I think was one example the one that just never sort of got any further. Heaps. Yeah, almost all of them. Like on scene, there's a bunch of early access games. I think, that D- just I think never. DayZ's still in early access. Yeah, like Fortnite's still Fortnite in early access. Apparently. Early access. Yeah, yeah, but it'd just be like situation of this will come to full release one day because it being a PlayStation first party title. Speaking of PlayStation first parties. Oh, nice. Uh, Sony has shot down its Manchester studio before it even had the opportunity to announce a single game. The virtual reality-based developer was formed in 2015 and was working on an unannounced project, but the Japanese giant has decided to call time on the team as part of our efforts to improve efficiency and operational effectiveness. According to GamesIndustry.biz, the entire group has been made redundant. Of course, British developers under the PlayStation umbrella haven't had much luck in recent years with Studio Liverpool, Guerrilla Cambridge... Big Big Studios and Evolution Studios all closing over the past decade. Blood and Truth creator London Studio and Dreams Maker Media Molecule remain strong, but it's been a rough period for the UK industry. We can't help but wonder what today's news means for PlayStation VR moving forward either. I certainly don't think this is a negative for PlayStation VR. No, I mean, realistically, as far as everyone else knows, a studio got cancelled that had never announced or released a game. Yeah, so but from from what I it's, mean, obviously it sucks for all the people who work there that got made redundant. Did I say how many years it was been operating? Since 2015. So like four years, four or five years. Yeah, four I'd years. say just, just, under, just under five years. Look, that is a good development time. Uh, but I understand with VR, it's a bit more complicated. Probably a bigger scope because as I said, they were a, a VR studio. I do not see this as a a shot with VR against VR. Maybe it's, it's, it's likely just a studio that they bought, put together, and then went, you got, you, got, you got five years. Or in the five years, they've gone, all right, what have you got? Nothing. All right, well, or that looks like shithouse. Like, oh, how long will you need to get it fixed? Oh, another, like, three years? Like, no chance. You're done. <laughs> like, yeah, so, so, like, Sony 
has a history of shutting down studios, as it says, you know, with like Evolution, but Evolution died uh, after the the fumble of, of Drive Club. Um, Big Big Green really did like a handful of games anyway. Cambridge kind of got pushed into a tough spot by making Vita games and then making VR games. And like, it's almost like, the, well, they weren't successful enough. I was like, yeah, because you made us do these VR and, P- and Vita games. All right, yeah. you, you're sacked. Um, so... I, it's heartbreaking for anyone that worked there, obviously, mm. but without knowing what they were working on, without any seeing what they're working on, it's tough to really feel anything, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty rough. I mean, obviously, it's always sad when people lose their jobs, especially after presumably working on something for four years that never that never came to fruition. Do you think it says anything about VR? Not really. I mean, obviously, with um, the London studio, with Blood, uh, Blood and Truth, mm. I got Blood and Wine on the on the on the brain playing Thanks too much. much um, obviously, Blood and Truth did amazingly well last year, and I think they're they're just going to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. So, like, uh, Studio London is being pushed towards that more VR uh, angle. Which is cool. So at least there's some, you know, some third party, uh, sorry, some mm. first parties getting involved. Uh, L- Studio London, known best for like the getaways back in PS2 days. Um, done a bit, of, bit here and there. Uh, I think if, if London, look, it, 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 it could come down to they had Manchester, they had London, and London was delivering. These guys weren't. Why have two studios working on VR when you have one that's actually doing a good job? It's probably the most likely scenario. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's not horrible. It's not horrible. For us, because we didn't work there. <laughs> Let's talk more delays. <laughs> this is mostly sad for you. So this is mostly sad for me. Fairy Tale, the upcoming turn-based role-playing game adapted from the manga and anime property of the same name, has been delayed. The colourful title was originally set to launch on the 19th of March, but due to developer desire to further enhance the game... For a more enriching fairy tale experience, its release date has been pushed back to the 25th of June uh, in Europe and the 26th of June in North America. It's probably a good thing, to be honest. I yeah, mean, so Dash agrees with you. Sad day. I mean, it's it's good. It was coming uh, coming out right around like Persona 5 Royal, Doom Eternal, Neo 2, One Piece. They're all pretty... I guess they're all probably in the same mm-hmm. similar interest as well. Especially yeah. like One Piece and um, uh, Persona Five yeah. Rumble Royal. Persona Five Royal and One Piece coming out near it. It's probably a good idea f- for it to move away and you know, create its own name. Because yeah. it would get lost in that sea. Well, because Fairy Tale, uh, although you're a massive fan, you got a big tattoo on your back. What is the t- what is the tattoo <laughs> it's on the, your It's the fairy tale logo. Oh nice. Yeah. Big nerd. Big old nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Man, because you're, you're a bit of an anime dork too, yeah? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I must admit, I don't watch as much as I used to, but... Mm, maybe yeah. I have to get, get you talking to Dash. With his, his anime love. Maybe you guys can be anime friends. Be anime friends. Uh, but, like, the point I was getting at, like, is Fairy Tale huge? Is it a massive property? Probably not here. I wouldn't say it's a huge. It's what I'm pretty sure it's one of the Shonen jumps. So similar to like your Naruto, your your Bleach, your Dragon Ball Z. Your, I'm aware of them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it falls in the same category as those, but I don't think it's probably as well known. Okay, it's definitely not. Definitely hasn't had as many seasons as all the. It yeah, it's a massive property in Japan, not in the West. Okay, says Dash. Okay, and yeah, that would. 
So yeah, so the devastation was will mostly be eastbound and not really here or in the US. Yeah, it's interesting that they've only delayed it. Well, it's only they've only announced pushed release dates for Europe and North America, which probably means that it's localization. Yeah, in- interesting. Well, I, I don't play a lot of the, a lot of those games personally, so I wouldn't even know the even approximately how localization works. But if if they have if they're dying in everywhere but the east, then that sounds like a localization issue. Yeah, it's a bummer, but it's moved to a it's moved to a better time frame in my opinion. Mm. So either that either that or the the main development is taking longer than expected so say localization requires eight months so if, if the main de- main development requires longer that eight months then gets pushed yeah yeah that's probably what's happened so uh, are you sad because this is because uh, my my stance on delays is still it's better to be delayed than release a game that's broken mm. i i would prefer to wait than have my feelings and views tainted by an incomplete game on launch. It's just tough because... D- delays are not the enemy. <laughs> I can't even just remotely care about this game. <laughs> like, it's on the calendar, which I'm going to have to change again. Uh, mostly mostly for you. So if only you got, like, a whiteboard calendar as opposed to... Yeah, that would to be a, a way... Or a, a digital and, one. A pen and paper. A digital one would have been great. Yeah. I just can't work out how to integrate Google Calendar with things. It's a shame. My incompetence ruining something again. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna like love this fucking calendar. <laughs> <laughs> he brings it up every week, and every week it it, it it stays remained unchanged. Dude, the calendar is getting reamed, man. I tried so hard to be prepared for this year. Tried so hard. <laughs> Get bummed mm. constantly. So Rockstar has lost its co-founder. Oh yeah. Downhauser, co-founder of Rockstar Games, will be leaving the company in March 2020. Take two document reveals. Hauser and his brother Sam Hauser have long been instrumental in shaping the developer's creative vision. Dan Hauser, whose official titles include Vice President, is credited with being a writer on every single Grand Theft Auto title, as well as Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2. It's a significant departure in the sense that the Hauser brothers have been part of the company since the beginning. We are extremely grateful for his contributions. Rockstar Games has built some of the most critically acclaimed and commercially successful games worldwide. A global community of passionate fans and incredibly talented teams which remains focused on current and future projects, reads the aforementioned document. Naturally, this announcement does raise a few questions. It's not so secret that Rockstar Games' attention has become somewhat divided between single-player offerings and online multiplayer experiences, especially following the gigantic success of GTA Online. Mm -hmm. Without Hauser supposedly spearheading traditional campaigns, fans may be wondering whether we'll see the company commit even more resources to its online endeavors. This is huge. Please don't throw away stories. <laughs> no, this is absolutely huge. Like I remember, uh, I think I read it when I woke up, and I was I woke up and I went, "Holy!" Like I, I actively went, "Holy shit!" It's a very interesting time for a co-founder to back out of a, co- a country, a company. Yeah, it's interesting. It would be interesting to know what his reasons were for leaving. But once again, if he's been doing it since 1995 when GTA One came out, that is a long time to be spending with something. That's like you know 30 years. Mm. Wait, is it? Yeah, 25 years. Close to yeah, 25 years. Um, I'm not very good at math. Uh, yeah, so that's a long time to be working within one thing. Money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, and that and that's uh, that. Dash has a good point there too. He's been he's been doing it for twenty five years plus. Uh, he w- would have made so much money that maybe it it come to like, well, I'm burnt out. I've done this a long time. I could have retired ten years ago. I might as well do it now. You know, because it, it it is interesting how how these campaigns will alter in the future. Because we, uh, from my understanding, it is yeah, primarily the houses, and then anyone else that sort of comes in and assists. Yeah, like their vision is pretty locked on there. But as the big spearheads of the company, um, if the, the company was to take this turn, it would be by their choice anyway, unless the likes of Take Two were pressuring them. I can't see that happening with how successful they've been throughout. Yeah. I can't see Take-Two coming and going, you need to change everything up. Because GTA is still in the top sellers every month. Yeah. Like, and, Red, and like Red Dead 2 was incredibly successful. You know, they're obviously doing something right. Um, obviously, they've still got one of the brothers. So mm. hopefully, it'll keep continuing. I just hope, personally, that we don't lose that single player to the multiplayer. I don't think we will. I think uh, even though the success of, of the online portions, because even Red Dead Online hasn't been that successful, but but yeah. everyone praises Red Dead 2's story. We'll see, Red Dead, Red Dead Online had the same shaky start that GTA Online did. That's very like, true. Like, GTA Online was hot garbage yeah, at didn't the even, start. I couldn't even load in with yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was just a mess, but now it's making bajillions of dollary dues with their shark cards and... I, I I think it's unlikely we'll see the the smaller games, you know, like uh, like the Bully Two that we, that's been in the works for like allegedly in the plans forever. You know, all these little side ones that people are wanting to see more of. I think we're, they're going to stick to the ten poles, which will be your Grand Theft Autos and maybe Red Dead. If uh, but I don't think we'll see Red Dead for at least like fucking ten years if we ever do, or if there's any more stories to tell. And maybe that maybe that's come to the point. Maybe. Uh, Dan's like I've told all the stories that I can tell and maybe it's more of a decision around in terms of creativity you know? yeah it's like you've heard my voice for 25 years obviously it's done well but maybe it's time for a new voice because if you look at you know we're using example of and it's kind of not the same example but it is like uh, The Simpsons right the Simpsons has always had that sort of sat- satirical nature on the world around them but like how long have they been tone deaf yeah, and that and that does come from the same writers. Like, granted, a lot of the writers eventually left at like season ten or whatever. But like the people that remain, like they're they're not hitting what they, what what is currently relevant. And maybe he felt the same. Maybe he's like, well, where I am now, I cannot deliver what. I mean, leaving at this point, he's definitely going out on a win. Like, yes. it's not like they've delivered a subpar product and yeah. he's like okay now it's time for me to leave it's also very possible that maybe he's helped with the post-production of the sorry the pre-production of six and he's like and i'm out yeah or he's leaving before it all begins because you know there, there's, he doesn't uh, want to get tied down for exactly of years well the same goes I mean, like neil Druckmann, right so he didn't want to get involved in uncharted four so he did the last of us and, and he wanted to like help but not to sort of run the whole thing. But then when uh, Amy Henney got the boot, he ended up getting uh, roped in and running the whole thing. And then he's run that. And it's The Last of Us, I tried a four. Now he's doing The Last of Us Part Two. You know what I mean? So he didn't intend to be mm. the creative director on all three titles, but he kind of got forced into the role. And once you're in that role, like if you're vice president, story writer, all these huge titles, if you get lumped in, you ain't getting out. Yeah. 
and with the, the with the development cycle of, of rockstar games being almost generations long mm. i can see why if he was ready to call it quits he would do so before getting into another major title yeah if anything this makes you want to rewatch that bbc uh little uh docuseries docuseries so there was a daniel radcliffe played one of the houses in this little okay. uh, two-hour um, um like sort of what, biopic about the production of gta 3 i think it's called yeah it's called game changers check it out what a, okay i watched it and i remember really enjoying it, it came out like ten, six years ago um but yeah i'm on i'm gonna watch it again actually Ooh, i'm gonna watch it again what's your stance on all this I mean, as long as as long as we don't lose this 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 single player story, I'm okay with it. I mean, everyone needs to move on at some point. He obviously thinks now's the time. Like I said, the timing seems a bit like before before GTA Six gets hardcore into production. Mm-hmm. If it's not already there, he uh, he obviously didn't want to get trapped in. Yeah, if he was if he was close to being okay, I've I've done this for X amount of years now. I've served my served my time. The Medus. I'm, I'm ready to I'm ready to bounce and. Well, yeah, because if it, if it does take you know five six years, but like I'm not sure how old Dan is, but maybe it's like I want to chill. Like I've made more money than I will ever need in my life. Yeah, I mean, he'd probably be getting residuals for the rest of his life anyway. Yeah, and, and maybe like uh, now that he's living that sweet high life that he makes the piss out of in uh, in GTA. <laughs> So maybe he's disconnected from from those satirical roots. <laughs> maybe. It's very possible. Next! Next. More Resi Evil rumors. Woo! Sourced once again from Rely on Horror, German outlet Games.de claims that Resident Evil 8 is due for release in 18 months to two years' time. It is set in Eastern Europe, much like Resident Evil 4, and uses the medieval time period as inspiration for its setting and enemy designs. Speaking of which, zombies will be equipped with armor fit for a knight and wield swords, while the action itself will be much more intense, akin to the Resident Evil 7 biohazard. Not a hero DLC. There's much more to... There's much more to this if you really wish to entertain yourself. See, I put this in. Okay, do I want do I want knighted zombies with swords and? Uh, I don't unwant it. Look, look, Resident Evil's hard enough when I've got a gun and they don't have weapons. <laughs> no, they have <laughs> armor and shit. <laughs> they're like, tis but a flesh wound. <laughs> 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 they start dark souling us, you know, <laughs> yeah. then they freaking. Oh nah. Oh, Fluffman, ding as he kicks, he comes with Fluff. Hey, Fluffman. Uh, I put this in mostly as a follow-up to the, the Resident Evil chats we had last week, right? the the possible uh, leaks for Resident Evil 8. Uh, I like that they've mentioned here that it's going to be in the next two years or so, which is smart, especially when we've got Resident Evil 3 coming out this year and then uh, Resistance sort of presumably taking up some time. And They're not like oversaturating Resident Evil. It's like hiccup and burp, bunch of Pringles. Is it that part is, of Resi 3? Pardon? Yeah. It is part of it, yeah, but I mean, like, because it's a multiplayer, oh, yeah, it yeah, can yeah. extend that yep, time yeah, a little yeah. bit. Uh, so, I like the setting. The setting sounds cool, because I, enjoy, I enjoyed and loved Resident Evil 4. Yeah. However, I agree with you, like, <laughs> knighted up Zambies is weird. They're hard enough to kill without armor. I'm yeah. And... If it's just if it's just like thematically there, like for looks, sure. Yeah, I'm okay with having 
zombie knights. The issue, but if I can't shoot them in the head because they're wearing a bloody helmet with a visor, <laughs> that's not okay. The issue that I have is even because I guess like re- re- Resident <laughs> Evil Four was still re- was still relatively grounded, even though it was weird. Like Resident Evil Two Remake, because I've never played the original, very grounded, super weird. But all every every action that takes place comes from um uh it comes from the 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 t-virus or the g-virus whatever like it's all it's all grounded within science it's not this <laughs> these mythical creatures <laughs> they are mythical creatures yeah, but yeah within, within the, the the confines well of i mean the, the rumors that that we that we shared last week was the the new enemy type of the werewolf mm. But maybe it's quote unquote werewolf. It's just a wolf that's got fucking Zambi virus. Zambi virus. Oh, big shout out to Fluffman Dingus for the tier one sub. Thank you very much, sir. My name's a champion. <laughs> you didn't mean to distract. No, I didn't even notice until right now. So it's all good. Big thank you. Thank you to very Fluffman much, Dingus. man. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I think it's more of a wolf that had been affected, and that also. So now I've just got in my mind a bunch of Sudans running around trying to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> But like werewolves would match that, yeah. In terms of I, the setting, I definitely like the setting. Yeah, it, it it will all depend on whether like how played out the the medieval factor is on the zombies. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying. So I'm trying to rationalize it in my head. Like it, now, if they were to if say there were people that were infected by the virus, like okay, cool. But since when they have the cognition to like put on armor. Does that mean they were being in art? Like, was it was it like a bunch of larpers that got that got <laughs> no, there's a bunch D-virus? Of, no, there's a bunch of like Templars out there, like diabetes. <laughs> 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 well, because like, how else do you explain that they're in armor? Just a bunch of holy crusaders trying to. Because they it wouldn't be like back in time, and on top of that, with the interesting idea that you're you're, you're the same protagonist. Uh, as you were in seven, yeah. like that's fucking weird. Like he, the only reason he got involved with the the bakers was because his girlfriend wandered in. Well, well. So how does he happen to wander in a fucking night? Well, maybe no. Well, maybe instead of being trapped at the baker house, he's trapped at a museum in the middle of Eastern Europe. <laughs> Why is he in Europe when he was in Louisiana in this one? Like, is this is his girlfriend that weird? She just keeps running off to his, his other place. Maybe he just needed her? some space. <laughs> She look. She did really stab him, and she's like, "Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, fi- I'm gonna go on a Europe gap here and find myself." Takes a Euro trip. <laughs> Get some G virus. Look, we all, look. Everyone gets a little bit of virus on their on their Euro trips. All right, <laughs> this one's a bit more gnarly. Um, is Sony no longer the competition? <laughs> Enthusiast forums may be focused on the ongoing battle between Sony and Microsoft, but Xbox boss Phil Spencer sees Amazon and Google as its big competitors moving forwards. The talkative executive dropped the soundbite during an interview with Protocol in which he dismissed PlayStation's ability to implement a cloud-based infrastructure on par with Redmond's firm's Azure setup. When you talk about Nintendo and Sony, we have a ton of respect for them, but we see Amazon and Google as the main competitors moving forward. That's not the, not to disrespect Nintendo and Sony, but the traditional gaming companies are somewhat out of position. I guess they could try to recreate Azure, but we've invested tens of billions of dollars in cloud over the years. Sony, of course, has signed a strategic partnership with Microsoft to leverage its servers and further develop cloud-based gaming solutions. Up until the introduction of Google Stadia last year, PlayStation Now was the only streaming option available on the market. 
Spencer, regardless, is thinking bigger than the traditional console wars. He continued, I don't want to be in a fight over format wars with Nintendo and Sony, while Amazon and Google are focusing on how to get gaming to 7 billion people around the world. Ultimately, that's the goal. One step at a time, Phil. One step at a time. I'll let you take this initially. Part of me agrees with him. Mm. I can see that with their recent move to releasing all their first party stuff on their games pass, streaming it to as many people as possible. I can see why he would think that, that Stadia and Amazon are bigger competition to just getting their content out to the masses. Obviously it makes no difference to us in Australia because no one supports us because we've got hot garbage internet. So for now, you know, the, the brick and mortar stores that the first parties making their own games, they're going to sell us digital copies. They're going to sell us physical copies. We're not going to be able to stream them. So for now, I think he's maybe a bit too soon to call this, but I can definitely see why with, with, with the likes of Stadia, I'm not sure Amazon actually have a game streaming service at the moment. Do they? Not here. No. Oh, not at all. No, <clears throat> but Obviously, if, if their focus is to just get their content to as many people as possible, I can see how they might see Stadia and Amazon as more highly placed competitors than what Nintendo and Sony are. I think, I think he's made the right... He has made the right call here by, by seeing as how poorly uh, Microsoft went with this generation, like being absolutely decimated by PlayStation... Mm. He, he's they've readjusted rather than being like you know what we'll do it again and we'll see if we can get them this time like rather than sort of re repeating that same race and possibly repeating the exact same failures they've actually taken a business risk which is amazing like yeah especially within this industry where there aren't risks so like we're about to talk about remakes and remasters like that's a mit mitigating risk so what he's done here he's like no no we're going to take a risk and we're going to do something different we're going to fight different competitors so all power to Phil Spencer and how we and how he's sort of running Xbox at the moment because it's ballsy, man. It's hundred percent ballsy. Uh, I think it's the hundred percent the right call <clears throat> because I it's going to do either do two things. A, it's going to put them in their own market and they can dominate that market because even though Google uh, is entering it with the likes of Stadia, it's not even available here in this country. Nor do we have the infrastructure to support it. Now, if this iCloud is as uh, uh, xCloud is as amazing as they say it is, then it may still run on the trash internet here, and that would be amazing. So they could be the only people within the market of Australia. So that will either force them in their own in their own category. So then PlayStation succeeds over here, they succeed over here, everybody wins. Or they as they move into the future they start winning they, that because that's maybe that's what people want maybe not right now but in a couple of years that because technology moves so fast a couple of years maybe that's the future so playstation and then they're like shit and then they have to catch up yeah. so rather than being continuing as the the market follower especially coming after uh, this generation they've, they've positioned themselves to be a market leader in something else it's actually incredibly smart yeah, I think they I think they've done really well with it. And like like he pointed out, you know, Sony have yet to do any cloud-based stuff. They're using Microsoft's at the moment. Yeah, well, they've agreed because so, it's, that's that's promising, man. If they're like it's so good that we want to use it and yeah. we are your competitor. I hope it works out for them. I really do. I really do. Uh, I even though I don't, I don't play Xbox uh, as much like or at all, really. 
<clears throat> like Games Pass is an exceptional service. Like there are some really strong things that are coming out of Microsoft, mm. and I hope that this can allow them to to do to do better and be bigger. And by you know by creating your own little sub niche within a you know with a market that's already consisted of three big companies. Yeah, the market's pretty saturated for them to move out and create their own little. No, but I mean that it's in like so as it stands, like there are three big competitors within yeah. the games console or you know space, and that's Nintendo, who they're off, always off in their own corner fighting their own fight, you know. <laughs> where Nintendo and PlayStation have always been head to head. I mean, I don't think Nintendo are fighting their own fight. They're just they're just existing, and people are just buying their stuff. Yeah, because you have to buy Nintendo stuff to do Nintendo stuff. Yeah. So I, you know, in time, this may mean because if they, if they want to connect to seven billion people, that means at some point maybe Microsoft uh, Xbox becomes a service rather than yeah. a console. So maybe we'll see, you know, in in the in well they've already got it on PC. There's a PC Xbox app, you know, and then with the Play Anywhere, it kind of blows that line anyway. Next thing you know, we see Games Pass on Switch, which has already been pre-announced ish. Mm. Uh, and then maybe we'll see it on PlayStation. Yeah. Like we're, you know, probably in a long time, <laughs> but you know, if, when PlayStation finally realized that they are no longer competing against them in a console space, why not let them in? Yeah. Cause if anything, they'll still get money out of this. Way. People are still using PlayStation. Do you think that's the, the, the possible future of a, an Xbox service? I can see them moving that way with how, with how incredible, games passes at the moment i can see them offering services i think they're more interested in that you play their play their games not how you play their games well because an example is i didn't i didn't didn't put it in here but uh the outer world so obsidian uh is most recent game they've since been purchased a first party studio under under microsoft they they announced they've shipped over two million copies of the game and that's excluding the ones that were essentially quote unquote given away for free yeah. on, on Xbox. So uh, the potential for what Xbox can deliver in terms of those exclusives and showing the success of the studio that, that they've now acquired. And because if, if you look at the numbers from what people played on Games Pass, like it's, it, it's there. People want Games Pass. People want, I don't even know what I just said, but like they want that, you know, because using anecdotal evidence right now. So with my day job, uh, all the predominant of our youth are all the youth in the clients. They all play Xbox. And I guarantee you it's because it's cheaper because there's like four models of the thing for some reason and their parents can pay 15 bucks a month, get Games Pass and they don't buy any games for them anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I pay for Games Pass. $15 a month is a bargain mm. for for essentially your, 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 your gold plus 100 games to mm. play every month. Like when when you stack that up against PlayStation Plus of ten dollars a month, mm-hmm. and you get two games, yeah, three this month, three this month, and five, well, actually five, which you got mad about. <laughs> I got so mad. Can we get about it? Mad about it right mm. now? Get mad about it. Why is it two launchable applications why, for the Bioshock why? collection? <laughs> why is there two applications? Can't you just put it all under one pretty little thing and then just be like, I want to play this one, this one, or this one? Why does why does Bioshock Infinite have its own? Oh my I was so angry. I nearly deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad. 
I'm like, why is it downloading? Why does it matter? Well, for a start, it downloads the Bioshock collection twice in my download list. I'm like, hang on, why am I downloading it twice? And they're both equally, like, equal size. I'm like, what's going on here? If you add them together, how big is it? It's like, I think each one was about 30-something gigs. Oh, so well, that's about, tiny. It's about 70 gig. Well, yeah, so I was, I was like, well, maybe it's a size thing. Maybe they can't have it all under one, but, you know, Red Dead. It's 120 gig or whatever. So it's not as if it's like COD 108. Yeah. Destiny 102. GTA close to 100. Just put it under one. What do I need two applications for it? You tell them. Dumb. You tell them. Oh, bloody dumb. (laughs) Despite all the delays, the Ubisoft games are still coming. Yay. Of the five games in question, we know for certain that Watch Dogs Legion. Gods and Monsters and Rainbow Six Quarantine make up three of them. The same amount of titles are expected to release before the end of 2020, leaving two more to fill the gap between January and March next year. The thing is, we're not entirely sure which titles will fill those slots. Since Watch Dogs Legion and Gods and Monsters both originally had early 2020 release dates before delays, we think we're safe in saying that they make up two of the games launching this year. Assassin's Creed is more than likely to be the other, but that's just speculation for now. As noted by senior, senior analyst Daniel Ahmad on Twitter, Ubisoft is expecting to support the next-generation PS5 with high-def patches for its lineup of titles. The wording here is incredibly vague, so we wouldn't be too, we wouldn't base too many of your thoughts and assumptions on what is said. But the statement would suggest that the publisher's games will be playable on Sony's next-gen system via backwards compatibility, alongside a patch to boost their visuals and performance. That is, instead of a native PS5 version. Mm. Kotaku's Jason Schreier has just tweeted out that two of Ubisoft titles currently unannounced are indeed the upcoming Assassin's Creed game and a new entry in the Far Cry franchise. We're pretty sure you're chuffed about that one, the Splinter Cell fans. Yeah. Because you- they rehired the Splinter Cell, one of the Splinter Cell directors or writers. Yeah, because or- what we, I mean, we talked about uh, last week before, about the idea of like the seven studio structure and like each of them are doing something and they have that creative head at each of them and they've rehired the guy that did Splinter Cell back in the day to man one of those studios. He's not doing Splinter Cell. Yeah, I guess not. More Far Cry though. Hell yeah, I love Far Cry. Mm, yeah. I, I enjoyed the last one. I enjoyed Far Cry 4. Four? Five. Five? I like Five. I love New Dawn. I'm five like, was the one with the, the crazy family, yeah? Yeah, the, yeah the, I enjoyed, the New I Dawn was that. the extension of that. I haven't played New Dawn, yeah. New Dawn was ripper, dude. Mm. Good multiplayer, actually. Really good multiplayer. GTA Five. Oh, GTA Five. Far Cry Five had really good multiplayer. I remember playing that with you. Yeah. Oh, we did too. Yeah, it was good fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I'm keen so... for some of these games. Obviously, Watch Dogs Legion is on my list. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we should, we, should, we should really look at that. that. And it got delayed. Piece of crap. <laughs> I'm keen for Watch Dogs. All right, why are you um, talking? I'm going to find the book. I don't know. I don't have a, I have a with, how, with how the recent two Assassin's Creed games have gone more RPG-ish, really been digging those. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have the time to probably play something that size? No. I still haven't finished Odyssey because that <laughs> game is bonkers long. Would I have liked a new Splinter Cell? Yes. Am I upset that it's not coming? Not really. All right. Well, I'm so, sorry. I just had a quick look at our list, and the only one that's come out yet is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And neither uh, of us have played it. Uh, neither of us have played it. No, but we didn't look at the Metacritic. So, uh, remind me. I'll have a look at the end of, after this. Um, 
I'm excited. I like Watch, Watch Dogs Legion look like it really had potential. I'm really looking forward to playing as an old grandma or assassin. Yeah, as I, as I said, and I, I myself and many other people within the space of the internet have been like, I want a team of nanas. I'm like, I want a team of nanas. That's my that's my team. Um, but then on top of that, you've got the likes of, of Gods and Monsters, which which do, it does look really impressive. It's not really within probably my potential warehouse from the trailers that we saw. It didn't really sort of win me over right in that my, way. Right up my alley. However, it looks to be impressive. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 at some point is still coming. I presume that'll be one of the 2021 ones. I don't see it coming out this year because I think they would they would preload that so hard. I don't think that's of, coming out for a while. Yeah, I don't reckon that's coming out next. Yeah, year. Yeah, th- but that'd be like four years, unless depends on how early they announced it. I suppose. Probably <laughs> early, yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of stuff from Ubisoft, uh, uh, E3 last year when they announced there was that t- that TV series on Apple TV with Rob McElhenney from Always Sunny. Oh yeah, that's, it's out now. Like the first episode's out. I gotta check it out. I got the, I started on like Twitter. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about you. I'll leave. I'll leave the last, the last news article because that's gonna play into our main topic. Very but, true. Um, very true. We'll hit some, uh, some quick bits. Some quick bits. Sony Interactive Entertainment has filed applications to trademark PS5 in the US, UK, Australia, and New Zealand in the past week. That just means it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. We're yeah, getting there. Like we, 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 it's. You know, days have passed. Like that Feb fifth event, sure hasn't happened. Uh, but you did. You went and checked out the yeah twenty. Uh, the Sony Hall is booked on the 29th of February. It's just listed as closed. And there's one of them like in the early of March as well. Yeah. But they're yeah they're mentioned with closed for a private event. Mm. Would you want to launch it on a on a leap on the the day of the leap year? Well, what? see, that was my concern. I had a feeling that, like, when there's like, is it even a leap year this year? And, like, no, it isn't. Like, oh, <laughs> damn, Twitter got me again. <laughs> Despite Final Fantasy VII Remaster's delay, it will still remain a timed exclusive for one year. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Mm. Last of Us 2 voice actor and mocap artist took up archery to improve the sequel. Yeah, you, you go, Ashley Johnson. Platinum Games wants to self-publish Bayonetta. Makes sense. So we're about to get Bayonetta and Vanquish like real soon. Mm. Uh, And there seems to be this real lock on Bayonetta because two and three were both published by Nintendo. Yeah. So they aren't going anywhere else. (laughs) So I I understand that, you know, moving forward that they would like to take it on themselves because Bayonetta is very popular and I I reckon it's going to do pretty well when it comes to PS4. Because it was on PS3 and I think it did pretty well there too. Obviously enough to grant two, uh, two and a third. Um, hmm. Have you ever played Bayonetta? No. Oh, it's really weird. Very, yeah. very sexual. PS5 could be affected by coronavirus. Yeah, it makes sense. If you yeah. ma- when you manufacture everything in China, and I imagine some of those people might be eating bats on their lunch right now. And that's just speculation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, yeah, look... It's like 30,000 people have been affected in China currently. Uh, it's That's, you know, granted, it's a very small percentage of the billion people who live in China. But I guarantee, I presume the quarantines and all those sort of things may, in fact, affect a lot of the production in that area. Yeah, Apparently, Nintendo so. are affected currently. I think mm. Apple might be affected currently. Yep. It's like, it's certainly a risk. I mean, everyone, dev- everyone does all their... Yeah. Like, I do wonder whether it will be... Um, whether whether it will be, I could a result like will it result in a long delay, 
Will we see? Will we see it then push to 2020 or something like that? I don't believe so. I think they'll do the very best they can. It'll probably just have shortages at the start. Uh, in my pants. So your Dave says, I hate that you can't minimize Twitch on mobile to just listen. You, that is you, true. You can if you run it through the Firefox web browser on oh, Android go. or Apple. You can just turn your screen off and it'll still play. Oh. Fun fact. Oh, I didn't know that. Works for YouTube too. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sneaks like, don't play that YouTube premium dollars. <laughs> no. I thought you were going to be a, thought you were be a guy and be like, well, Twitch Prime lets you do it. I'm like, oh. No, I wouldn't know. I mean, I have Twitch Prime, but I wouldn't know. I never minimize myself. <laughs> uh, Ratchet and Clank, possible PS5 launch title. Oh, it's happening. Yeah. So uh, uh, another and far superior PlayStation podcast, uh, Sacred Symbols with Colin Moriarty. So he has extensive connections with the likes of Insomniac. Um, and if you listen to his Patreon, Patreon only show, uh, uh, Sacred Symbols Plus, he is very flippant and very just like, unabashed about he's like oh yeah no no insomniac are doing this he's like oh, and like multiple times he's just mentioned the likes of uh blue point working on um working on dark souls <laughs> like i'm like not not even oh i hear they're like playing coy he's like no they're working on dark souls a uh, demon Souls, sorry mm. and he's like yeah no insomniac are making ratchet and clank so that's pretty awesome. And like, this is not the remake like the previous one. This is a brand new for PS5. He, he presumes launch. So you look, you know, you know, you know, there's enough that's real. Just when it comes out. I'd be all right with a new Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. I really enjoyed the, the, the one that came out a couple of years back. So what are we laughing at over here? I uh, just, uh, just the, the trouble that in my pants goes to, to sub to YouTube premium. Because I sub for YouTube premium via the Russian VPN to pay two bucks per month. Damn, dude. <laughs> That's sneak. Download Firefox. You can do the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we? Yeah, man. So that's so, to our main topic. How does the transition go? Uh, I don't know. Josh normally does it. What's this one do? Uh, we've informed the players. Let's dive into our... Yeah, let's um, chat to the players. And this week we are talking about remakes and remasters. Now, this comes from one article specifically, and then we'll expand into what kind of why we found. So Electronic Arts is no longer the only major third-party publisher planning to cash in on remasters, as Activision has now announced that it intends on launching a number of remastered titles and reimaginings of previous games in the future. This information comes as part of the company's latest earnings call, stating that these reveals are set to take place later in 2020. The immediate question then becomes, what games and franchises are making a comeback? Whatever they are, it appears we can be assured they'll be of high quality if Crash Bandicoot and Spyro are anything to go by. One possible contender is the return of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, which was rumored a few months back to already have remakes in the works. Meanwhile, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered is something that has supposedly been bumping around for years now. So... This stemmed from the idea that if the PS5 is in fact backwards compatible, as they've been claiming, why it, why would there be a necessity to remaster or remake games anymore? And then we've got the likes of Demon Souls from Bluepoint, you know, rumored to become to be a launch title here. So they so PS5 is already kicking off with a remake. So so Max, as we head into this next generation. Will we see? Do you believe we will see more remasters, remakes, etc.? Yes. Thank you very much. I think they're easy to develop because the core work 
and design is already there. Like mm-hmm. they don't have to recreate that's a, a rem- story. That's a remaster. Oh, so do you mean like, as in a remaster, as in reskinning an old one, or in uh, kind of like I mean, you know, look at what they did to Shadow of the Colossus. That's remake. Yeah. Um. So I think the remakes and remasters will all all come. Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't. Unfortunately, I, I like in my pants. I I'd, I'd be clean. Pink. Uh, I would be keen to play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. The only issue is. The best part of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater with the soundtracks and all those licenses are gone for yeah. all those musics. But imagine Activision put that money in. Can you imagine trying to get some of those songs? Get it. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense for if if Demon Souls is what Blue Point's working on, to have a new version of that is good because obviously the servers have been shut down for quite some time now, and they did play quite a big part in that game. So. Being able to, to to revive its online community is fantastic. I'm not opposed to, you know, them making money on our nostalgia. Sometimes I like playing old games, and old games look like butt these days. Mm. Would I prefer to play the new Final Fantasy VII or the old one? I want to play the new one. It's going to look way better. <laughs> it's going to look way better. Yeah. It's, 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 sometimes it's hard to go back and play games that no matter how fond your memory is... When you put them in and you just want to vom, it kind of ruins the game for you. It does. Look, I'm very similar to you on there. I do think we will see more of them. Like, great, super easy topic. There's your answer. And, and I would imagine the turnaround on them is a little bit faster than yeah. developing a new IP. Yeah, no, and that's 100%. Like, in terms of the reasons, it is it, it is kind of the exact same reasons the film industry are remaking movies or rebooting movies from, ba- from back in the day or series, right? It's easy money. Like, this morning, they announced that the, the Friends cast are coming together to redo uh, some sort of reunion show, right? Then I, I, apparently, they're doing more Gilmore Girls. More, more Gilmore Girls. Who's excited for that? This guy. My wife. <laughs> oh, man. I, she, she's... Oh, I don't want to watch more Gilmore... <laughs> Fuck! No, I mean, I mean, like, so it's... It, look, there's money. There's a... Pre, like, there's a... Pre, there's already an invested interest, right? Yeah. And at this point in time, we are getting enough new... new so new IPs or, or sequels to fill in the void. So by having these additional remakes... Re- remasters it's not negatively impacting the industry as much as you would expect like companies aren't really shining away from new stuff for this well especially in the likes of you know some of the big guys right activision because once again they are a publishing company they aren't developers they are in it for the dollars and if they see dollars with um uh, with remakes or, 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 or you know reimaginings, that they're going to do it because they're, they're do- they they are always more dollar focused than creative focused. With the likes of EA, they're in that they're in that exact same bracket as well. So they'll just give you what you want because you'll pay for it. Uh, but as you said, like there is a uh, the historian kind of way around this right mm. so it gives it's the lux it's it creates the luxury of hand-picking games that were Im- impressive or amazing back in the day and then having giving them a reskin ribbit making them relevant so these games that were already quote-unquote timeless are now even more timeless than they were before because if, if you go back like i i really want to play metal gear solid one again but every time i boot it up i get really grossed out so i don't the only the only games that hold up are the old like 16-bit yeah, so Pixel that's one hundred percent. So when it when the the three D era began with the sixty four and the PlayStation, the early polygonal shit is gross. It is so so rough to look at right now, so rough. 
But thankfully, you know, we, as you mentioned, there, there's a framework that they could work off. There, there is a staggering less pre-production time to make mm. these happen. And you can bring back stuff that people will love and give it another go. Like an example, I have never played Resident Evil 2. I played the remake last year and I fucking loved it. I mean, the, the only concern is that if they make promises that they can't live up to. Just like Warcraft 3 <laughs> re- Reforged or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that's a very different story, isn't it? Mm. That's that's rough. It's so bad. For context, though, for those that may not know, uh, Warcraft Three got uh, its re its remastered version out the last week. Uh, however, it is a massive problem. I mean, they, so- they promised new voice acting. They promised new cutscenes. We still have the old cutscenes, old voice acting. Nothing's really changed. It looks a little bit prettier in-game. Yeah, so BlizzCon a couple of years ago, they were like, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. There's all these things that we are going to do to make Warcraft 3 the game that you want it to be, right? Or the game that it should be. They delivered on none of that. Mm. absolutely none of it and then on top then of they that away they the used with blizznet like it for they, they removed the support for the original warcraft 3 therefore you must play this shoddy version so understandably people are really pissy and on top of that they uh the the licensing agreement has altered so there's no chance you can make dota again yeah <laughs> yeah it's brutal uh look that is that is a concern as well but saying that with with the remakes and remasters we're probably going to be start seeing now we're going to be to be able to get things off locked hardware right old stuff that we're never going to see ever again because on ps1 who has a working ps1 let alone the tv that could support it yeah like there are so many steps between being able to play those games easily and look if it's if it's a small it's a small cost for a positive result then it's a win all right Three games. What three games do you want to see remastered? Oh, sure. well, it's been a long... So we, we have done this topic before, like Josh and I, like forever mm. ago. Uh, look, the easy one for me is obviously Metal Gear Solid is a big mm. one because I, re- I really want to play that again. I would like to see Silent Hill done again because, you know, especially as we're doing now, that looks to be in the works anyway, which is kind of an easy one. So I'll strip that one. Um, my original pick was always Harvest Moon Back to Nature because my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. However... I, with the likes of Stardew Valley, and I don't think that game would really fit within that within this world now because it's very yeah. much from time and because that was the game that heavily influenced Stardew Valley. So there's no reason for it to, to exist alongside it. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater would be uh, fantastic. I would love some more Tony Hawk. Um, and if they were to do a so remake or remaster, would then deliver all the maps from the previous games. Maybe they do this big Tony Hawk 6. It's like the difficulty with those games is when you look at them now, they are small. You can you can finish two in three hours. Oh, yeah. Imagine, imagine how much it would cost them to get some of the character models because like Iron Man, Wolverine, they were all in Tony Hawk's games. Well, that's because you had never guy, had the last The, the guys time. from Kiss. Yeah. Like, that, that part's not happening. <laughs> that guy's so fortunate. But... It would have to be some sort of collection, a yeah. remaster, a remake, remaster collection is what we would need to see. Uh, that's the only way they would be able to, to deliver what people want because then you're not getting this sh- subpar small amount. Like people remember 
putting hours and hours and hours and hours and hours into these Tony Hawk games because that when we were young, that's what we had. And now yeah. we may do with what we had. These days, that won't, wouldn't fly. And there's, there's, there is already a bad taste in them in, in everyone's mouth with the likes of Tony Hawk Express to get a five. Oh, that and was horrible. It was bad. It was so bad. And they redid Tony Hawk's Pro Skater in HD a couple of years ago. It was on PS3. I think it's on PS4 as well. It it didn't deliver. I think I do also think that as a uh, industry, I think it's certainly progressed past what uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was. So I would like to see there be there would need to be some that would need to be a remake because they would need to change some of that game to make it land. Paul Paul James wants remaster Shane One Cricket ninety nine. Oh, of course he does. Uh, and of course, Final Fantasy VII Remake style treatment for Final Fantasy IX. Mm, I would like to see Simpsons Hit and Run. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. I'd love to see that. But once again, would they then have to bring in every things from additional seasons since that game was re- released on PS2? I just want the same game. Just just give it to me on current gen consoles. <laughs> the exact same game. Don't change anything. I don't even need upgraded graphics. Just give me the same game. <laughs> I'll play it in like six nine. <laughs> I don't care. Second sight from PS2. Was it sorry? Uh, uh, Clonus, I'd like to see second sight from PS from the PS2 remade. And he also mentioned it would need a big overhaul about Harvest Moon as well. Yeah, see, so keeping the original soundtracks on games is hard because a lot of the the music licenses is probably have probably run out. By big now. time because back, back then those agreements lasted for the disc, right? And they didn't allow for the digital future. And mm. the exact same way as GTA Four, like some of the songs are on there, you can no longer play, you can no longer get because they got patched out. Yeah. Uh, same goes for GTA Five. There are songs in GTA Five that have since been patched out. Because at the time, this long to like, or you know, the ten year license of the song potentially for GTA, I'm just, di- didn't realize GTA Five would live longer than that. I'm just waiting for them to patch in the Spotify radio option, and I can just listen to my Spotify. I had a look. I, I went hunting for a mod on uh, for PC. It doesn't really exist. Just kind of yeah, play in the background. O- you just open Spotify. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I, I wanted to be into into the game, so then I could like turn off the radio and it would turn off the music if I needed to for some reason. Yeah, fair enough. I wanted that integration. But the, that's that's a hot mess for um like videos and that sort of stuff as well. So what was that? So uh, what was your sorry? So Simpsons didn't run. My yep. other big one would be uh, Jet Set Radio Future, but I believe it's yeah. a, it's a Sega title. So who knows where where that would go these days? Well, it would go everywhere. Uh, and oh, what would I want for my last one? Legacy of Kane Collection. Yeah, Iclonus Legacy of Kane Collection. That'd actually be sick. There's, that's one. That's one of the ones that had the most demand. Actually, same with like your like your Legends of Dragoon. Well, um, once again, Blue Point have been hinting the bumhole about Dragoon. Playing those on PC. Um, yeah, like like I like we both said, you know, the, the quick turnarounds on 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 selling points on nostalgia just make them easy. Everyone will buy them. I mean, I bought both the Spyro Collection, the Crash Bandicoot Collection. Same. Now they did play a little bit differently. The physics were slightly, slightly mm. jank, but you get used to it. I think it's a great stopgap between big games as, as we accidentally play footsies. Um, the problem that we have we have now is games have that longer dev cycle than they ever have before. So previously it was three, four, you know, three years perhaps. Mm. Now we're getting five plus years. So that they do need to release things in between uh, in order to keep that going, to keep that money coming in. And if they can have a, a a smaller uh, expenditure to help fill that in between time. So as an example, like Activision, uh, probably a bad example because I've called you every year. Uh, <laughs> use PlayStation as an example. 
I mean, to be fair, they have they do have Call of Duty's every year, but there's also three developers working on it. That is very true. So yeah, they they but outside of that, what are they really producing on consoles right now? Not a whole lot. No. There's a couple of games that might sneak in. So they have that yearly thing, but they you know, granted, Call of Duty makes money all year round. So it's mm. kind of a bad example, but like, so it goes out in October, November. What are they going to do in June? Like, there's a, there, I presumably there's a down down in June, right? Like, let's just say everyone's bought it over Christmas. There's not a whole like, how do we re-pump up our financials? Let's put let's put out a remake, a remake or a remaster in the middle of the year. It doesn't take away from the big games that they have planning. It's just a nice point of contention in the middle. Uh, Paul also adds also I'm calling bullshit on Demon Souls it's Legends of Dragoon only because fuck Souls games Souls games are the best uh, Iconus these older games were different from with how they're structured remember that COD we split between three yeah I know that yeah that's what you said but the point I made the, the, the point was that is their staple that is yeah. their big tentpole staple that'll come out that year same as EA EA their big tentpole is FIFA it's it's well not even NBA anymore it's just FIFA so really games, it's yeah. just FIFA so granted they're going to make a ton of money on FIFA but how do they supplement that income and they just release something <laughs> they, here they and sell there. you virtual players <laughs> that's very very true <laughs> You know, same goes with PlayStation, right? Like, as it stands right now, it was a quiet window of time. As we approach PS5, they weren't releasing a whole bunch of first-party stuff. So they drop in, like, Medieval in there. And I'm sure that made some that made some quick bucks. You know? Smart call. It's a very smart call. And if they'll then, to the remaster... The difficulty, I think, is comes down to where, will they be remastering stuff from PS4 to PS5 with this backwards compatibility? I don't think they will. They'll probably like have patches or purchasable packs that kind of up it a little bit. I hope... I honestly hope it's not a purchasable texture pack. Mm. I really hope it's a, you own this game, here are the patches for free because you have the the stronger console now. Yeah. You think uh, it'll be free? I can see them going away with... It's not going to be... They're, they're no longer going to print PS4 discs and PS5 discs. They're just going to print PlayStation discs. Makes sense. And you'll just throw it in whatever console you have. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense moving forward. But I'm talking about games that are already out. Yeah, I'm hoping free patches. Like, if they if they make me pay some dollar dues, like, that's going to be shit. That would be pretty poor. If it's like five bucks, I'm not going to give a shit. But anyways, look, th this is down the line. This is in the future. Those games, who knows what's going to happen to them. So let us know what you think of remakes, remasters. Remember, remember the, the uh, back in the, for the longest time, the the discussion was remakes are ruining the industry. Blah 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 blah. Like it's certainly ruining the movie industry. That is unquestionable. They they, they unquestionable. allow they allow the publishers to make a quick dollar, which allows them to potentially publish something else that they might not have been able to do and there's like studios like blue point that's the only thing they do and that is awesome and playstation really need to buy them like now yeah blue point have done some bangers they have done some absolutely killer stuff but uh look as i said these games who knows when they're coming out could be ages away let's get into the games that are coming out this week in a section we call coming to the players so new playstation games for february 11th and onwards Again, the caveat is this is the US drop. Dates may change. Games may not come out at all for us. Woohoo. Woohoo. The Adventures of Double O Dilly. What's with these fucking <laughs> O games? It's the third week in a row we had like quadruple zero plus. Like, ooh. What the hell? This actually looks pretty rad. 
The ultimate crash test dummy comes to life. Help Dilly show off his skills while shooting him across the Grand Canyon with strange devices. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) AO Tennis 2, PS4 Digital. Uh, Game is already available physical, so I guess it's coming. Mm. uh... Azure Lane, Crossway, PS4 Digital, out February 13th. Like some weeb shit. Hey, they've corrected it. Dude, like, look, so on the drop, and rather than having it read as, you know, uh, 2 slash 14. They're just saying Feb 14. It just says Feb 14 now. Darksiders Genesis. I can only presume that they have noticed the abundance of podcasts that are coming out from non-American countries. And they're like, man, this seems to be having a lot of complaints about this. (laughs) So shout out to the likes of myself. Shout out to the likes of Operation PlayStation. Shout out to the likes of Plat Explosion and all the other shows that are out there in the wild that are not from America. We've made some change today. We made some change. Yeah, I think AO Tennis came out about a week ago for us. Oh, okay. Make Australian Open. It makes sense, right? Uh, Paul James said, yeah, AO Tennis was out here digitally too. It's just the overseas didn't get it. We did. We made change, Dash. We 100% did. Whether whether we mean or we didn't, we can take it. We can take that claim. The shows like us made the drop change, made the, 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 the date be legible. And they just got sick of us fucking it up. Probably that too. Probably that too. Yeah, Darksiders Genesis, PS4 Digital, out Feb 14. Give that, give, that, give that a read. Darksiders Genesis tears its way through hell and back with guns blazing and swords swinging. Genesis gives the first look at the world of Darksiders before the events of the original game. Furthermore, it introduces the fourth and last horseman, Strife, as well as co-op gameplay for the first time in the history of the franchise. Uh, so, good friend of the show, Paul James, has played this. I've spoken to him about it. He's really excited about it. Loves it. Is it still a Zelda game like the rest of them? No, it's, I, think it's, I think it's completely different. It'd be very cool. Is it uh, still like Metroidvania? <laughs> Dash, one show win, already changed. <laughs> That's a collective change, man. You were just the last thing. And, yeah, and, and, I'm, I'm keen to play it too, Paul James. Keen to play it. Dreams, PS4 Digital, out February 14. If you can dream it, you can play it. Explore and play in the ever-expanding Dreamverse. Bursting with games, music, art, and everything in between and beyond. Learn how to design your own games, animate, make music, and more with easy-to-follow tutorial videos, and then share your ideas in an online social network of creativity. Yeah, we're playing it. Yeah, we're going to be able to stream it. We're going to like walk into like a dick forest or something. Oh, dude, I'll only stream it if there is a dick forest. Uh, Paul, Go- Paul goes, I think more like Lara Croft spinoffs, like the Go and whatever. Okay. Not, not Go, like whatever that, uh, illusion of the, whatever the fuck. Like that, <laughs> that two point, that 2.5 D sort of yeah, setup. Yeah, yeah, Oh, that's a fucking horrifying picture. Glass Masquerade 2, illusions, PS4 digital. Bunch of, uh, clowns. Hidden, PS4 digital, out February 13th. Mosaic, PS4 digital. Pawarumi, PS4 digital. Project Starship, PS4 Digital. Read Remastered, PS4, PS Vita, Digital Fucking Crossfire. Remasters, I tell ya. Saboteur, Saboteur! Avenging Angel, PS4 Digital, out February 14. Didn't the, Sab- the first Saboteur just come out? Like, like it was like a re... Uh, must be read out two weeks ago. Spaceland, PS4 Digital, out February 14. Underhero, PS4 Digital. The Unicorn Princess, Fucking PS4 Digital. Game of the Year. Yakuza 3 Remastered, No, no, PS4 no, I meant Unicorn. Yakuza 3 Remastered PS4 Digital Yakuza 5 Remastered PS4 Digital What happened to Yakuza 4? 
And that's it for the <laughs> <laughs> Where's your Kuzo 4 at? Yeah, three and five get remasters. Like, fuck you, Kuzo 4. Four sucked. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, man. Look, I think Dream's probably the big standout, especially for PlayStation fans. Dream's and, uh, and Genesis. Dark, and Darksiders are probably the big two this week. And maybe AO Tennis if you're a... If you're from international and you like tennis for some reason. Uh, man, some of the tennis games used to be banging. There was one on Sega. There was, there, was a, there, was a, there was a Sega one that was like a banger, like Virtua Tennis. I don't know. I remember Top Spin. Top Spin! Top Spin! Top Spin was a pretty good... That one was all right. It was a pretty good tennis game. Yeah, good times. So this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify, 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you want to join in that PlayStation conversation, head on over to our Facebook, our Discord, Twitter, Instagram, all the links in the description below. If you want to join that PlayStation conversation as it happens, just like some handful of awesome people like Dash, like Padge, like Iclonus, uh, like Fluffman Dingus, who once again, thank you for the sub, uh, you head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist. Give us a follow. You, you'll get notifications where you watch us record not just this show, but as well as our other show, our wrestling show, The Young and the Wrestlers. Uh, if you want to support us in a financial setup, head over to patreon.com slash thepopculturist. Support us there. Any dollar value. It's up to you. There's no rewards. It's just how kind you want to be. If you want to support us in more one-star fashion, head over to popculturals.com slash shop. We buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. While we are here on Twitch, we do also play games occasionally. Thursdays, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Hopefully this week, Max and I will finally get to push those push those trophies on uh, Tools Up. I reckon we can get a pl- I reckon we can get a plant in that sesh. Might have to chip off a couple like before we get in, just to make sure we're ready and good to go. <laughs> but I think we can get there. Too easy. I think we can. Well, something else I wanted to add too. Yes, right. If you are listening to us on your podcast services and you've made it all the way to the end here, holy shit, by the way. you Like, I hope you like it. If not, you've just hurt yourself for an hour and a bit. Uh, make sure to give us five-star ratings, reviews, all those sort of things. Tell your friends about us. The competition is harder than ever right now in the Australian PlayStation podcast market. We need all the help we can get, even though they are like all my friends. It's uh, it's still a tough business out there. It's very cutthroat. <laughs> And I could like w- it's hard when everyone's coming in stealing your lunch, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> Dash is just coming in, and you stealing your lunch money. See, the worst part is, we had the idea. Uh, it, it's not. A, it's not a brand new idea by any fucking stretch of imagination. We had the idea <laughs> shortly after PS I Love You died the first time. Then <laughs> died the first time. Yeah, died the first time. Then we'll like, well, Josh and I were like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna. Do this. But then we did three unaired pilots because we wanted it to be tight. So we didn't. We didn't release straight away. In that downtime, while we were honing the show and doing our practices, Platinum Explosion came in. So they're ahead of us by a couple of weeks, but only from release. Well, we technically started making them earlier. So then it's been it's been uh, they and I and us just sort of like head bashing for a little while. Uh, and then I don't think there's any other Australian trades. I went hunting and couldn't find any. And then we and then out comes Dash and Padge with their big old dicks come out and in one day just decimate us both. Yeah. There's always room for at least two shows. Operation PlayStation and us, I guess. <laughs> or Operation PlayStation and Platt, I guess. Or, I don't know, you pick your combination as long as we're a part of our <laughs> But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players.
For the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast is fan-supported at patreon.com slash thepopculturist. And we'd like to thank our Patreon producers and our Patreon founders for their kindness, their support, and their generosity. Our Patreon founders, Alpha Ferret, Craig O'Flaherty, David Shadaway, Jesse Stevenson, and Jacob Garner. And our Patreon producers, AJ Abatomi, Damien Holdies, Kyle Dunn, Lee Winterchauvin, Nathan Massetti, Paul James, Pure Mongrel, and Sean Levitt.